Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern with a Colgate Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shaping Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shaping Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate Shape Cream fan. Ah, ah. The 493rd edition of the Colgate Shape Cream Sports Newsreel, featuring America's most famous collector of yarns and stories. Some legends, some hearsay, but also interesting, we like to pass them along to you. And to do this, here's radio's number one sports reporter, Bill Stern. Our guest tonight is the famous Olympic track star, Jesse Owens. But before you meet Jesse Owens in person, here is real one. Fellas, what you really want is a holiday from shaving troubles, isn't that so? Then treat your face to Colgate Brushless Shaving Cream and discover how comfortable a clean, close shave can be. Try it on this swell proposition. There's one buck cash, says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Yep, one buck says it solves your shaving problems, and here's why. Because it's light and fine textured, Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle better than greasy heavy creams. No matting down, no clogging. Your razor doesn't skid or skip when you use Colgate Brushless, but cuts through clean and smooth. Believe me, that light, fine-textured Colgate Brushless softens up the toughest whiskers and fast. Makes your shave so smooth, clean, and easy, your face feels really comfortable afterward. But see for yourself. Get a large or giant-sized tube or jar of Colgate Brushless Shaving Cream. Use it a week. If you don't agree that Colgate Brushless is the ideal shave, just mail me back the carton top and we'll send you $1. Address Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. Is it a deal? Remember, there is one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Try it tomorrow. Real 2. Portrait of Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens is probably the greatest track star that the United States has ever developed. Tonight we're going to tell his story with Jesse Owens himself appearing in person. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jesse Owens story. Jesse Owens was born a poor Negro boy. He was fortunate enough to go to Ohio State University. And at Ohio State, he became the greatest track star in the United States. Perhaps the greatest day that he ever had was on May the 25th, 1935 at Ann Arbor, Michigan, a day that'll never be forgotten in track history. For that afternoon, after the 100-yard dash, the public address system blared forth with... 
Winner, Jesse Owens. Time, nine and four ten seconds. Equals the world's record. And that same day after the broad jump, the loudspeaker blared forth with... Winner, Jesse Owens. 26 feet, eight and one quarter inches. A new world's record. And again that same day, after the 220-yard low hurdles, the loudspeaker shouted... Winner, Jesse Owens. Time, 22 and 6 tenths seconds. A new world's record. And also that same day after the 200-meter dash, the loudspeaker yelled... Winner, Jesse Owens. Time, 20 and 3 tenths seconds. A new world's record. And still that same day after the 220-yard dash, the loudspeaker announced... Winner, Jesse Owens. Time, 20 and 3 tenths seconds. A new world's record. Never in the history of track has one man made such an incredible record as did Jesse Owens that afternoon of May the 25th, 1935 at Ann Arbor, Michigan. Four events, four new world's records. But Jesse Owens was to go on to even greater heights. The next time Jesse Owens was to make track history was in Berlin, Germany, August the 4th, 1936. The Olympic Games were being held in Berlin. This was the heyday of the Nazis. The Nazis who under Adolf Hitler were told they were supermen, that no colored man could beat them, that they could beat Jesse Owens just because he was an ego. That day, that day as Jesse Owens faced the Nazis in Berlin's Olympic Stadium, Adolf Hitler sat in a private box. Then, then came the call for the running broad jump. One by one, jumpers from all over the world were eliminated until only two men were left. Jesse Owens of the United States and Lutz Long of Germany. Each man had three jumps left. It was the German, Lutz Long, who jumped first. After his jump, the loudspeaker blared forth with... Lutz Long, Germany, 26 feet, 3 inches. Heil Hitler! Next, next it was Jesse Owens' turn. As Jesse Owens jumped, the crowd froze into silence. For Jesse Owens had jumped to a new Olympic record. The loudspeaker announced... Jesse Owens, United States, overstepped the takeoff line. The jump is foul. Everybody knew that that jump was not foul. The Germans were cheating. They were trying to cheat Jesse Owens so that their man could win to prove that no Negro could beat them. But Jesse Owens still had two jumps left. And on his second jump... He broke his own record of a moment before. It was a clean jump, perfectly fair. But the loudspeaker said... Jesse Owens, United States, overstepped the takeoff line again. The jump is fouled. Jesse Owens was furious now. This was a deliberate attempt by the Germans to cheat him on a victory. Now he had only one more jump left. Adolf Hitler was watching as the crowd watched. Jesse Owens made his third and his final jump. He made it from one foot behind the official takeoff line. A moment later, the official announcement came. Jesse Owens, United States, 26 feet, 5 and 1 third inches. A new Olympic record. It was then that all eyes turned towards Hitler's box. Hitler's box was empty. Hitler had disappeared. A humble American Negro track star had made the Fuhrer with his boasts of racial supremacy the laughingstock of the world. Jesse Owens had forced Hitler to retreat in bitter defeat. And now, 
Now, in order that you can hear, hear Jesse Owens speaking in, in person, this is Bill Bill's turn in New York, switching into Chicago. Come in, Jesse Owens. Thank you, Bill, for reliving the greatest moment of my life. But you know, I think many people would like to know what happened to me after the Olympics. I came home a hero, and soon I was leading my own orchestra. I had a baseball team and a basketball team. But, Bill, somehow people forget very quickly. I went back to racing. Yeah, I raced against motorcycles, I raced against horses, and I even ran against dogs. But 1939 was my bad year, and I was broke. But now things are better. I'm with the leading Chicago clothier, the Leo Rose Company, as executive director of sports and sales. You know, Bill, my story is pretty unusual. But I know one that's more unusual. It's the story of a boy who made a record in the standing high kick. This is Jesse Owens in Chicago asking you, Bill Stern. Do you know the story of the track star who made the record in the standing high kick? Yes, Jesse, I do know the story of the boy, and he did set a record in the standing high kick, a record that still stands. But that was only one dramatic thing that happened to this boy. Still another time, on a day down in Florida, a man tried to murder him. That day in Florida, those bullets aimed at this man missed their mark. And the man lived. He lived until four years ago this very week when the entire nation was shocked to hear this announcement come over the radios. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the President of the United States, is dead. Portrait of President Roosevelt. A man who wasn't a champion in any sport yet who was the greatest champion that sports have ever had. I'll be back in just a moment, but first here's Real 3 and Arthur Gary. Are you one of those hop, skip, and jump shavers, always changing brands? Switch to Colgate Brushless Shaving Cream. There's one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. It's one shave cream that really fixes tough whiskers, smooths and sweetens your shave, and left your face feeling comfortable. Let Bill Stern tell you why. Because it's light and fine-textured, Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle. Better than greasy, heavy creams. There's no matting down, there's no clogging. Your razor doesn't skid or skip when you use Colgate Brushless. Instead, it cuts through clean and smooth. Yes, ma'am, that light, fine texture of Colgate Brushless spells fast, easy, clean shaves and real skin comfort after the shave. Get a large or giant-sized two-bore jar of Colgate Brushless shaving cream. Use it one week. If you're not convinced that Colgate Brushless makes shaving right for you, Colgate will send you back one dollar. Just mail the carton top back to me, Bill Stern, care of Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. Remember, one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Real four, profile of a bad boy. Let me tell you the story of a great athlete, a great athlete who was also a bum. Yeah, this athlete was a bum. And because he was such a bum, he was given the nickname of Bummy. Al Bummy Davis, a boy who almost became the champion of the world. A boy who was no good. Or was he? You be the judge. Let's begin in the beginning. One of Al Bummy Davis's earliest memories was a knock on their apartment door and his mother answering... Who is it? Police! Open up! Police, what you want? Come on, open that door! That day, one of Al's brothers was arrested as a hoodlum. From 
And then it was only a step to the first time that Al Bummy Davis himself was caught stealing. Stealing from a pushcart peddler. The next thing that happened was another day when his teacher said... Davis, you're no good. There's no place in this school for you. After that, Al Bummy Davis roamed the streets. Soon he became a prize fighter. But one of the first fights he had was with a girl. A girl who said... Ah, you think you're so tough. Yeah, I'm tough. I'll show you how tough I am. That day, Al Bummy Davis was arrested for hitting a girl. But despite the fact that he was a bum, he was a great prize fighter. He soon fought his way up to the top. One night in Madison Square Garden, he was to fight Fritzy Zivik, the former welterweight champion of the world. But even in that fight, he disgraced himself. For that night at Madison Square Garden, in front of 18,000 howling fans, Al Bummy Davis deliberately tried to foul Zivik. He tried to kick him, and then he tried to kick the referee. It was the most disgraceful exhibition ever seen in Madison Square Garden. From that night on, Al Bummy Davis was disqualified forever from boxing. But then, then came the war. Al Davis joined the army. Yeah, he joined the army. Only to disgrace himself all over again by going AWOL. He was just no good. A bum. Or was he? The real answer came on November the 21st, 1945. For on that day, Al Bummy Davis walked into a bar in Brooklyn. Al was standing at the bar, talking to his friend, the bartender. You know, Duty, you're the only real friend I got in the world. Thanks, Al. At that moment, the door slammed open. Several stick-up men with guns drawn burst into the room. One of them said... This is a stick-up. Come on, let's hit the door. But the bartender refused to hand over his money. He looked to his friend, Al Bummy Davis, for help, and Al said... Why don't you leave my friend alone? He ain't got much money. Give him a break. Keep out of this, Davis. This is none of your business. I tell your friend to give us the dough, or there's going to be trouble. Come on, hurry up. Maybe this'll make up your mind. That gun went off. Al Davis made a leap between his friend and the gunman. And the bullet, the bullet, instead of hitting his friend, smashed into Al Davis's neck. Bummy Davis lurched forward. Two more bullets ripped into his lungs. Al Davis pitched forward in a pool of blood. Dead. Now you've heard the whole story. Of Al Bummy Davis. What do you think? Was he good or was he bad? Before you judge this man, remember. Bummy Davis stepped into an argument that was no concern of his and saved the life of his friend by giving his own life. In the end, didn't he make up for all that had gone before? The Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friend. That's what Al Bummy Davis did. Could any man do more? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the 3 mark for tonight. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, when our guest will be the famous motion picture star, Edward Arnold. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day, newsreels at your favorite Lowe's or associated theaters. Now, until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Coca Shaker Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Coca Shaker Man, had lots to say. He told you, tell the sports heroes the inside dope, he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C O L G A T E. Tomorrow night over NBC, hear Colgate's Hour of Fun, hilarious Judy Canova, followed immediately by A Day in the Life of Dennis Day.
This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.